Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Going on When hinges creak in doorless chambers and strange and weird goat screams echo through the halls, whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is jubilant with singing puppets, that is the time when Muppets are present, practicing their puns with comedic delight. Welcome, foolish mortal listeners, to the Fan Effect Podcast's deep dive into all things Muppets Haunted Mansion. Brought to you by our friends at the Megaplex Theaters, Utah's premier entertainment experience. I am your host, your ghost host, <laughs> Gillian Alverson. Okay, I'll, I'll drop that shtick, even though it's, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> um, so I'm a huge Disney Parks fan. I was just at Disneyland last week. You can hear it in my voice still because I was screaming still all day on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And my voice is a little crazy right now. Um, and my guest today, she's known as a huge Muppet fan. So we are, I think, the perfect people to, to have this conversation today. I have KSL News Radio's Becky Bruce with me. Welcome. Yay! Yay! We're doing, we're doing, we're the, doing the flailing Muppet arms. Which was so funny. Oh, I, I don't want to. Okay. okay. This first segment, we're thought. doing spoilers. We're not doing spoilers. Okay. Which is going to be hard for me. You might need to pull me back. Okay. Um, so we are talking about the Disney Plus TV movie special that just came out on the 8th of October, 2021. Muppets, The Haunted Mansion. And surprisingly, this is actually the very first Halloween special the Muppets have done. Like a full one. I'm not sure as much about episodes. Like I know there's the 1977 classic Vincent Price, um, The Muppet Show, and little bits and pieces there. But this not a full-on special. This is the full-on special. And I love that Halle tackled it was with one of my favorite things in the world, which is a Disneyland ride. Well, all the lands now, basically. But one of my favorite, the Haunted Mansion. Um, And it's just been so, so much fun to be able to do that. And I'm here with Becky. Uh, Can you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us why you're here and why I'm so excited to talk Muppets with you. Um, So I'm a Muppet super fan. Um, I don't know how or why that happened to me, but one of my earliest memories is of a Miss Piggy puppet that I carried around everywhere when I was tiny. And she had on long purple gloves and she had this lovely hair that I liked to brush. And I took that stupid puppet everywhere I went. (laughs) Um, But Kermit's always been my favorite. Definitely. Um, So I was actually born the same year that the Muppet movie came out. Mm -hmm. One of my very first theater experiences was the Great Muppet Caper. Mm -hmm. And then... As a later elementary school student, I went to see Muppets Take Manhattan in the theater, I want to say, like, three or four times. Mm-hmm. Because I was just like, this, this is, is the best this is thing ever. Show. I love it. 
Right. Yeah. So I I totally grew up with the Muppets. There's something that's just timeless about them. And I got to admit it. I love stupid corny humor. It just makes me happy. I'm a very punny person. And so I love stuff like that. And this show is full of punnies, um, both from the Muppet culture as well as the ride culture, which is kind of interesting there. Um, I love the Muppets as well, which is so funny. It's one thing we we first bonded over was was the Muppets here at at KSL. Um, I grew up on the original Muppet Baby series. I had a Kermit the Frog doll that went with me like everywhere. I got him for Christmas. And he was just my absolute favorite. I was obsessed with Animal as a teenager. Mm -hmm. Like, I had, like, pictures of celebrities and stuff in in my locker, but I also had Animal up there because, you know, he's a rocker. He's a little crazy. I I get him a lot. And I loved, like, the new movie that came out in 2011, The Muppets, with Mm -hmm. um, Adam Seagal and, and, um, wait, did I say that right? No. And Amy Adams. Who's who's the, the main guy? Seagal is right. Seagal, but the first name's wrong. He played Marshall. We all know him. He's great. Forgive <laughs> Jason. us. Jason Seagal and Amy Adams. Oh, that's why I mixed it up. Um, and so when a few months ago when they announced that they were doing this, that they were doing the Haunted Mansion Muppet special, like the first thing I did was run over to, to your cubicle, to your office and go, oh, my gosh, you have to be in this podcast with me. <laughs> and I think I looked at you funny, like, because I was I remember going, what's the Haunted Mansion? <laughs> Which is just so sad. So let, let's just put that out there in the first place. I was on this last week. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you were on the Haunted Mansion ride? I've only been on it once, and it was 1986. So pretty, pretty different now. There are some massive changes since yeah. then. Yeah, and also I was in Florida. I was at Walt Disney World, okay, not Disneyland. Too. So there's some differences there as well. The The basic plot of the ride, I understand, <laughs> is the same. Uh-huh. But, like, the building itself looks different, and there's some it's other... It's like a different location and stuff like yeah. that, which is fine because the film, it's a little bit different. Uh, now, uh, Muppets Haunted Mansion is available right now on Disney+. Plus. It's family-friendly. It's, you know, TVPG. So, uh, you know, it does have a little bit of those scary elements because they're talking about ghosts and things like that. Um, so little tiny kids might be a little nervous about that, but I thought it was just fine. Um, like, I... Yeah. But I also was one of those kids that's like, give me all the ghosts, give me all that. And I was the opposite, which is probably <laughs> why I had only ridden that ride once, to be fair. <laughs> right. So so as somebody who did not like things that scared me as a kid, I absolutely hated things with like jump scares, that kind of really? thing. Really? Yeah. Couldn't stand it as a kid. I think most kids are probably going to be okay, especially over about age eight. Definitely. Yeah. And when I was looking at the common sense media, they're like nine plus just fine. And even the parents audience score were like five plus just fine. So it just kind of depends there. Yeah. Um, Know your kids. Right. Know your kids. (laughs) So let's do a little bit of the review right now. Um, First off, will Muppet fans like this, do you think? I think so. I was, you know, when we have new Muppet media come out, my bar is always really, really low. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Jason Because it's either really good or it's... Eh. Yeah. And there <laughs> tends to not be a lot of in between, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've had um, Muppet reboots really, really disappoint me and ones that I've really, really loved. It just kind of depends. I was pleasantly surprised by this. And I think even if you haven't ridden the ride, I think having ridden the ride will help you. Mm-hmm. But I think even if you haven't, you're going to appreciate all the little Muppet Easter eggs that are hidden throughout. Definitely. And it's it's definitely a Muppet show. So the the storyline, real quick, without spoiling it too much is Gonzo, one of our favorites, both and I were, were talking about that. He has a challenge to spend a night at the Haunted Mansion, which, you know, just happens to be just like the Haunted Mansions at the parks. What? What? It's like, it's Hollywood magic or something like that. 
so he has to spend the night, and it's it's full of all these these crazy ghosts, 999 ghosts, if you want to be particular. He has to survive the night. It's Muppets, so of course there's musical elements to it. There's lots of puns. There's lots of things like that. There's a lot of a little bit of heart mixed into it, and, mm-hmm. and the relationship between the characters that grow. Um, and it's it's really a fun one for for the kids. But the one thing we're talking about, which you see in the trailers, which I believe. You can watch the trailer, and it's not spoiler. Yeah, um, he's with Pepe that for his like companion during it, um, instead of Rizzo, the Rizzo the rat. And we'll go a little bit into the deep. Yeah, why, I think. so think more Muppets from space yeah. over over say uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. If you're looking right. for like that kind of buddy movie kind of magic, and it has that more that modern feel to it as well, and and that that buddy definitely. And there's definitely a different different thing there. So as a Muppets fan, I enjoyed it. As a ride fan, I enjoyed it even more uh, to the point where it was actually like, if you don't know the ride, you're going to miss like 70% of these jokes. You're going to be like, what? what is um, the two heckling men, Walter and, what is it, Waldorf and? Statler and Waldorf. Statler and Waldorf. Like, what is that thing they're sitting in? It's a doom buggy. <laughs> <laughs> what is this joke? What are these different characters? But because I love the ride so much and been on it so many times and listen to the music all the time, um, I really enjoyed the 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 jokes, the punniness of it, everything like that. It really was a, a fun experience. I was actually surprised when I looked at um, Rotten Tomatoes it, the audience score was lower than the critic score. Interesting. So critics like this. It was like 88% where audiences were like 64%. I wonder if that's a reflection of how much of the audience hasn't been on the ride. So I'm wondering if that is. And a lot of critics, they're, they're people who are a little bit more fluent. They've probably been there. They did their mm-hmm. research at least. So maybe that's a reflection of it. Um, but I thought it was really fun. I thought um, it really does like almost take you through the ride literally like you – the way you enter the building, the way you, yeah. you get into the it's, action. It's even more so than, I think, the 2003 movie Haunted yes. Mansion, which I also had not seen before this weekend. Oh, disclosure. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I went and watched it as kind of homework to prepare myself. Mm-hmm. And I felt like of the two things, Muppets Haunted Mansion follows the ride much more closely. Yes. Whereas that movie is more like inspired by the ride, but it tells mm-hmm. a story of its own. Right. And then it has the little elements that are kind of fun and, and brought into it. I did the same thing. I, I went back and I rewatched the 2000. Uh, three version of it, and I liked it more than I remembered. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised that I liked it. Remember what I said at the beginning about I don't like scary stuff. You don't like scary stuff, okay? Right? And um, as an adult, I was just rolling with laughter. I can see where my teenage self would have been maybe not as maybe, thrilled. Yeah, definitely. I'm like, okay, this is good. This is better better than I like. And I, I did really, I did really enjoy the the Muppets version as well. Mm-hmm. I want them to do more. Oh um, yeah, right. I I love the idea of them just exploring the park. But anytime I can, I want more Muppets in the parks. Anyway, they were kind of a presence there for a while, and now like they're not even in California Adventure. They're Aww. I know the Muppet Show theater thing is gone, and now they're just showing off Mickey Filler Magic and different shows that are coming in. So I was really excited about the the possibility of them coming into the parks more. But like they couldn't do. Muppets in the Halloween or holiday season because that's when the overlay of the ca- on the Haunted Mansion is of Jack Skellington and mm-hmm. Nightmare for Christmas. So. Which makes sense. Right? Um, what can we get to without spoiling it? Hmm. Hmm. The music was really fun. I thought they did a great job with the music. I was expecting it to 
take more elements of the ride music. Me too. Like, I only heard the Grim Grinning Ghost theme, like, once. Yeah. yeah. But I thought they did a good job of incorporating it and then mm-hmm. making it also, making everything else that they did new and fun. Right? Yeah. And they had a lot of really fun and interesting celebrities as well coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darren Chris was uh, the, the groundskeeper, the gravekeeper, and he, like, does the first musical number with them, and they're incorporating all these fun little puns and stuff from the tombstones and in, in the graveyard and everything. And um, if you don't know him, he was in Glee. He was Blaine in Glee. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite musicals of all time, a very Harry Potter musical from the Starkets. <laughs> he was Harry. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my gosh. My, my mom was like, I have no clue who that is. I'm like, I know who that is. Um, which was, that was a lot of fun. I loved, loved, loved. There's the, the ballroom scene. The, the music I thought that was, was fantastic. Right. And speaking of Muppet Easter eggs, that mm-hmm. ballroom scene is full of them. Definitely. That's all I'm going to say because spoilers. Mm, very good characters there. So we'll, we'll, we'll wait for that. Um, let's see. And so the music is really good. The production is beautiful. Yeah, it was really well. I was expecting kind of some half hearted production values, right? but I thought they did a really good job. They they really had gone and recreated those sets, but with a Muppet twist to it. So mm-hmm. it's really cool. Even like the, this, uh, the, what are they called? The sconces on the wall uh-huh. that are iconic were done. I almost was like, did they film this in Disney World and stuff? But like, so there's going to be a lot of good treats there for, for people watching. Um, the music was fun. I wish there's a little bit more of the soundtrack from the ride into it. I wish there was more of the other Muppet characters than our two heroes here. That's all I'm going to say in this segment. And overall, you know, I thought it was pretty funny. Like, it's not going to be one, it's not like Hocus Pocus where I'm going to be like obsessed with it every Halloween, but it's definitely going to play a couple times in the Halloween season in my house. Yeah, I think it might become a tradition at mine as well. And uh, full disclosure, my youngest and only child is now in college. So this is all about me at this point. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? <laughs> I don't have any kids. It's just my, my nieces and nephews. Right. Go, like, or me, honestly. It's, it's just me. <laughs> uh, but I really think families are going to enjoy I think it's a really fun watch, and it's not going to be too scary for the kids there. I'd probably give it, like, for a family film, it's it's a good, like, B. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's not, like, way up there, but no. it's, um, I it's mean, a it, TV film, too. Okay, look, it's not The Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. It's not The Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. But it's no. pretty daggone good. And, and has the Muppets, and as me and you always talk about, we're always like, we just want more Muppet stuff. We want them to write yeah. it well so that the younger generation can and get it. And that's just it. Like, <laughs> so much Muppet stuff over the years has been substandard mm-hmm. that it's really nice to have something like this come out that I feel like I can share with people and not feel like, like well, here's another thing they made with the Muppets, but it's not really that great right it's like like I, the Muppets now I, I wasn't that fond yeah, of it I'm not I a fan a little bit but like as I was watching this it automatically started playing like those little Muppet moments on mm-hmm. on Disney Plus afterwards and my heart just warmed right up I thought yeah. that was the best um, so it's like yes let's, let's give me more Muppets I hope this is a success and that more people are able to to see it <laughs> All right, so I think this is going to close our spoiler-free part. Okay. And then we're going to nerd out about Haunted Mansion, about Muppets, and I want to learn a little bit more from you about why the Muppets are so important in your life. You got it. All right, we'll be right back. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? 
follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. All right, so we are coming back <laughs> to our discussion of all things Muppets and Haunted Mansion and how they clash together in this new Disney Plus series, Muppet Haunted Mansion. Um, and I'm here with Becky Bruce, uh, a fellow Muppet fan, um, to talk a little bit about the ride. Uh, about the movie, I'll talk about the ride. There you go. <laughs> all right, so let's go into a little bit of the, the spoilers for it. Uh, let's see, what's a good way to, to get into it? Okay, the puppets. Were you okay with the fact that they were separate? Like, the main characters were away and different? <sighs> um, I'm, I was a little torn. Right? I get why they did it. It yeah. made it easier to incorporate more of the characters without having to write them into the plot. Mm-hmm. Right? So from that standpoint, I was like, okay, I, I kind of get it. But it felt, like, weird to me that Kermit and Piggy were a sideshow. And, that right? they, you know, some of the other characters... But it also set up a really good character development point for Gonzo. For Gonzo. Mm-hmm. So I'm torn. I, I would have loved to have seen more of the characters that I know and love, but mm-hmm. I get why they didn't. I get that as well. And, but it also made me kind of wish that they would have developed this a bit longer. And I want to see a secondary storyline at that party a little bit more, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's how they come back and do more with it. Maybe they come fun. back and explore the party. I do like that. That would be very fun. And I was also confused because are Miss Piggy and Kermit back together? It sort of looked like it, but it looked like Kermit wasn't really into it. Right? <laughs> I hate that. I, like, oh. Well, you know, from a writing perspective, <laughs> it probably works better so long as there's tension there between them. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, but not uh, having it them. seemed a little bit more hatred. Than... Yeah, there was a whole. So, since we're spoiler filled now. <laughs> yes, we're spoiler filled. <laughs> right. So, there was a whole shtick there where Kermit was dressed as Piggy and Piggy was dressed as Kermit. Mm-hmm. But then Piggy was sort of bullying Kermit into acting like her. And yeah. he was just. He's not having it. Yeah, just but sort she of did do the Muppet it. arms, which were fantastic. Yeah, Kermit it was kind arms. of fun to see um, Frank Oz try and channel his inner Kermit. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it was pretty great. Like, and I wish I had more of it. Like, then there's a few little cameos at that party, like the Swedish chef. Um, oh my goodness, the, that was the best part the of the pumpkins. whole thing for me. I laughed so hard when he's going yeah, by with, the, with chainsaw. the chainsaw because, of course, it's a chainsaw. Of course it's a chainsaw. It's, it's the, the Swedish, Swedish chef. <laughs> so, so in the show, you have like the the party going on with the regular Muppets, mm-hmm. but Pepe and Gonzo are invited to this Halloween party. It seems like, but it's really like a trick to get him at the haunted mansion at this time. Right. It's like a challenge. You know, yes. we're all familiar with TikTok challenges. This is one of the oldest challenges in the book. Back in the day uh, where my husband went to school, there was this thing where they entered a lottery to get to be the person who spent the whole night in the crypt on campus on Halloween. (laughs) It was that kind of thing, only with the Haunted Mansion. What was he going to win? He was just, if you survived Uh, the night. Did they even set that up? I think they did. I don't remember. It was very unforgettable. He was excited to be there because it was the great MacGuffin and the red herring, which is hilarious in my opinion. Right. Um, Speaking of (laughs) in-jokes. Yes. um, That's where he had disappeared 100 years ago that night. And it's so great because, you know, a MacGuffin is like, this is a... This is an important plot point. And then he has the red herring in his pocket. It's like, this is uh, not. No, not. <laughs> so it was just kind of this funny thing there. Um, and so he had Pepe with him. They're setting up. He was just excited to be there, and he wants to be great. And Kermit's like, no, you are great. And I don't know. I, I am a little confused. So when he goes into and he starts going through the whole haunted house, we have our host there, mm-hmm. Will Arnett, who I absolutely love. 
your ghost host. He's their ghost host, and he's doing his impression of Vincent Price, which is fantastic, um, and very much incorporating the the script from the ride I, into it. Did he say, welcome foolish Muppets, or did I imagine that? He I might think have. he did. He might have. I need to see it again. Oh, yeah. yeah, I totally want to go watch it again. But I'm a little confused because all the char- kind of traditional ride characters in there, besides, like, the grave digger, the, the bride, um... They all took on the personalities of the Muppets. So what does that mean when another person goes in there? I think it was just a little confusing. <laughs> yeah, I, maybe we're reading too much into we're it. We're reading too much into it. But still, like, I like to write and read stories. And sure. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> I think what they were trying to do was, I mean, like, if you looked at things like even the portraits on the walls. Mm-hmm. Um, some Which of the, is awesome. Yeah. And, again, we're going back to Space 1986. Things. So my memory is, like, <laughs> don't mm-hmm. ask me. Mm-hmm. But I think each one of those iconic images had a Muppet who took that place. So it wasn't yeah. so much that, like, that character wasn't represented, but. They were giving it, it a Muppet. Muppet twist. But, like, if I went in there, would that mean be my friends and family were taken on by the ghosts? I don't know. I don't know. I'm overthinking it. Are you a man or are you a Muppet? Am I a man or am, am I a Muppet? Muppet? Oh, my gosh. The best song. <laughs> Speaking of which, super, <laughs> super stoked to see Walt in there. Yes. And, like, I was so excited because his voice, more than anything, stood out for me. I'm like, that's Walt. And it was, was a really sweet way to, X's. like, yeah. And it was a sweet way to tie the new Muppet kind of media world with the old media world and and kind of make all of it canon. Oh, I loved it too. And what was really fun about that is there are Muppets from like every generation in there. You had all the way back to like the Muppet dancers from the Muppet show in the ballroom scene. Yes. And Sweetie or Sweetums. Oh, he was like the butler pushing them on a cart. And I Mm -hmm. love Sweetums. I don't know what it is. He's just this big, fluffy, scary sweet thing so yeah that was really fun to see that and like the, yeah and the stretching portraits those were the pigs in space yes <laughs> <laughs> and like so you go through the stretching room there's a screaming goat in there which is a running joke which was hilarious to me and it kept coming back and it kept coming back i liked him more than the skeleton and mummy that kept oh coming yeah back. yeah dun dun dun, dun, dun. Like, i get what you're doing but that could have been yeah, on the yeah. cutting floor we're over it now we're over it <laughs> Did you catch in the ballroom scene, speaking of Easter eggs, because, mm-hmm. like, the dancing thing is a very classic Muppet show move. Oh, yeah. But then they pulled the camera back, and there was this balcony, and it was the arches from the opening sequence of no! the Muppet show. And they had, you know, just different characters in there. And I, I was, love It's, that. like, for three seconds, right? No, because I was looking at it as a ride fan more than anything. Yeah. That it was is so subtle. Cool. No, I was up there, and I was looking at, um, was it Scooter and... And um, Uncle Sam, and mm-hmm. they do the draw, so they're supposed to like, be oh, shooting, and they're, and they're actually, actually drawing, drawing pictures. Like, yes. I love it. I love it. Um, so, like, all these characters, they came in, and, and they represented it, um, from Miss Piggy being Madame Pigota instead right. of Ma- Madame Leota, and, uh, oh, what's the, what's the band's name? The Electric Mayhem. The Electric Mayhem. Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem mm-hmm. was there as her band. Kermit the Frog was a host in a certain a time for it, and he had the best song in the in the picture. I I I thought. Um, yeah, we had a very brief, too brief cameo of Rizzo. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Rizzo a lot. Of course, I like Muppets Take Manhattan. Rizzo's where you really get to know him, right? And like, you got more of the gruff New Yorker mafia type. Uh-huh. Rat guy. I don't know what his name. I just I don't know what that one's name is either. But but he's he also a Muppets Take Manhattan yeah, character. Yeah, I, lo- I love him as well. He's so great. Um, wh- and uh, one of my favorites was Fozzie as Gauzy the Hatbox Ghost, which oh, you probably don't even know what joke. that was. Um, 
I had to look it up. You had to look it up. Okay. Yeah, so you tell. Okay, so the hatbox ghost was an original pun in the ride um, that got removed pretty easily. And it was basically the the animatronic, the ghost, um, his head disappears off his head and it ends up in this hat box that he's holding. Back and in it's t- in the scene with the bride, right? Right after, yes. It was in originally, now it's just right after as you cross into the cemetery. Um, and that's got back, put back in in 2015. Everyone was so excited about it. And so Gazi, Fozzie is now Gazi the hat box ghost. Right, right. Which is really fun. But I thought, you know, if you hadn't seen that, what, what would you, you wouldn't be You'd aware just of be that. like, I don't know. I think maybe you would have connected it to other Halloweeny tropes like the headless horseman or mm-hmm. you know any of those things and as a as a stage performer mm-hmm. comic type <laughs> it made sense to have him be the guy doing the magic trip with his head in the box I could also have seen Gonzo doing that but since Gonzo, Gonzo was your lead. right but I could see Gonzo in like any of these characters oh in yeah the haunted mansion. <laughs> can we talk about how hilarious it is that nothing scared him I loved it that's I loved it yeah because of course it wouldn't Mm-hmm. Right, he's not afraid of anything. He's, you could be like torturing him, and he'd be like, "Cool, do he, it some more." They do that in um, Muppet Treasure Island when yes. they have him on the rack, and he's just <laughs> so excited. And he gets off, and he has these big w- wiggly arms. Oh and, yeah, oh, it's such a great gag. <laughs> and so that's the thing is, Gonzo's going through this, and one thing that keeps reappearing is this this subject of fear, mm-hmm. um, and that's actually what locks you in the haunted mansion is what is your fear what will hold you there um and so that's one thing they're the the the, they're trying to get out of him on that ride and they just can't do that but they're able to do that with pepe pepe's Mm -hmm. a very needy social character he is just really there as like i don't even want to say like a trope sidekick right (laughs) he wants to see the the celebrities (laughs) (laughs) the famous people the famous peoples and he gets to see one famous people which is probably the best celebrity um guest in there and that is yeah it's john stamos but it's juan stamos (laughs) (laughs) because pepe it's pepe yeah i'm torn between whether i think juan stamos or taraji p henson is the better guest appearance um she's you could argue she's not really a guest Mm -hmm. right she's got more of kind of a, a starring She's one of the ghosts that are definitely there and in charge of the mansion. And she's like one of the star ones. Yeah. 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 That was – so she manages to hypnotize Pepe. Mm -hmm. And he's going to become – love. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, you as the audience get to see how creepy and scary she is and her eyes keep flashing red. Mm -hmm. She can sing. Who knew? I had no clue. I had no idea. I wrote that down here. I'm like, I didn't know she can sing. I just knew her from Hidden Figures. I think that tango song might be my favorite song from the the whole thing. Oh, I thought that one was a little boring, but it's also I thought it was adorable. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, it was also partly me going, oh my gosh, that lady can sing? I had no idea. She's going to be in um, Annie Live next year for a TV production. I had to look it up because I'm like, Wait, wait, wait. She can sing? Miss Hannigan? Miss Hannigan. Sweet. Right? I'm kind of excited. We'll, we'll see how that happens. Now that I've seen her be an evil bride, I can totally buy it. Right? And she's really fun and more comedic than I've seen her in the past. So that was really awesome. Um, I really liked the ghost graveyard scene out front. You had a lot of people come through. Um Oh, so many, so, so many, many guest appearances. Okay. So many guest appearances that were primarily in the ghost graveyard scene. Uh, you had the singing bus, like Sky Jackson. Um, you, you had uh, Pat. What is Sajak. it? Pat Sajak was in it. Yes. Um, and then the ghost kind of popped up. And it wasn't just the, the tombstone ghost, but like they even had the opera singer, mm-hmm. which was, what's her face? Chrissy, Chrissy Metz. Chrissy Metz. Um, which was awesome, but my favorite, of course, is going to be Ed Asner. 
Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, I have to say, I had a moment there where I was like, oh, was that like the last thing that he recorded before he passed? It's one of the last things he recorded. That and the Doug Days Disney Plus series was, yeah. was some of the I last. I love, love, love Ed, Adner, Ed right? Asner, right? Yeah, one of my favorite shows ever is Mary Tyler Moore. Right? It's so funny. I've mm-hmm. only watched bits and pieces as I've grown up and seen different things there. But he's one of my favorite. It did get us on a whole tangent of the new Doug Days and Up and Stuff celebration, <laughs> which was fantastic. My family watched it all. So I love that. And then Danny Trejo was one oh of the Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Speaking of tying um, newer <laughs> Muppet franchises to older Muppet franchises, he has a fantastic role in Muppets Most Wanted. He's yes, one of the he inmates does. in the He's gulag. one of the inmates in the, mm-hmm. yeah, in the, in the Muppets, too. So That's so funny. He's just a guy that you would not expect to show up in Muppet Productions, and yet here he's been and twice. There is this big, gruff guy, which just shows his sense of humor. And I loved as they were kind of running out of the mansion. He was like, bring back tacos. Like, it's just something <laughs> so stupid. I love little one-liners. Oh, no. um, so, so we talked kind of a bit about, about the, the puppets um, as the characters within it. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny. Did you think it was funny? I did. I did. I had a few laugh out loud moments. Right. Um, I thought probably my favorite laugh out loud moment was, I promise we're not going to explain all the jokes. <laughs> that was Will Arnett, the host. Yeah, yes. that was so good. Um, and there were some other ones that were just kind of like, oh, okay, ha, ha, ha. Right. But that's yeah. the Muppets and that's what I want. You right? know? You yeah. get the very punny, the kind of flat. It's it's what you were saying before. Some of them are really great. Some kind of flat, fall flat. Yeah, and but they're also kind of laughing at their themselves, and I think that's part of it. Hundred percent, totally aware of it. even the fact that Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog were each other at the Halloween party. Yeah, fantastic. Loved that. Loved that. I think some of my favorite ones were definitely from the ride. My absolute favorite one is in the middle of the raucous song about life hereafter here at the, and they're trying to convince him to die and stay there basically uh-huh. <laughs> the haunted mansion everything just stops and the dune buggy that they're zoomed in on which is where waldorf and um statler and waldorf statler and Wald- waldorf the hecklers the hecklers are sitting <laughs> in just stops and they totally do this spiel that's like uh, the ghosts have interrupted our show like if they right, like the ride the- has <laughs> accidentally stopped or something which they do on the ride anytime someone that needs a little bit more time or a wheelchair is going on and off they do that on the ride so of course i'm laughing my head off everyone else would be like i haven't been what? on the ride what what is that yeah i figured that was probably a ride in joke that i wasn't understanding but yeah. i i i love me some statler and waldorf like right? There is something about those two that are classic and iconic, and they just need to be like instead of instead of the angel on my shoulder and the de- demon on my shoulder. Can I just have both of them? The grumpy old men on my shoulders. <laughs> oh my gosh! Now I'm going to be thinking about that all the time. Um, you know, I did think there's some missed opportunities. There's yeah. the Escher staircase at Walt Disney World, which is really Ooh. cool. They could have put that. Yeah, in Yeah, that's more. a good point. Yeah, um, and and you could definitely have a Muppet tie in there because there that plays really prominently in Labyrinth. Right. Yeah, and that would have been fun to see a little bit of that. But I wonder if copyrights and stuff. If there's not yeah, really cro- probably. crossover. I just wanted Rizzo there, and and part of the point though of the show is. Gonzo says he has no fear, but he does have a fear. It's a fear of being alone. It's a fear of being alone. It's and he thinks he needs to be great to to be that. Um, yeah. And when he's in front of that mirror, which remind me of the mirror of desire of Ezared, however you pronounce it. Erised. Erised. Thank you. I can see like the letters in my head, yeah. but I can't say it. It was from a fun Harry little Potter. through the looking glass kind of moment. And a very terrifying puppet that he turned into. I think. Yeah. Okay. If there was one moment where I was like, okay, kids, maybe 
maybe cover your eyes, hide behind the couch. It was Gonzo <laughs> looking at himself in the mirror. That was kind of creepy. And he got older and older, and his nose shriveled up, and he had all those wrinkles on his eyes. Okay. And I just, I'm like, that's the most terrifying thing of this film. Like, I might relate it to in um, Indiana Jones. Uh, oh, um, drinking the drinking the goblet, and all of a sudden it's his face melting. I'm like, yeah, that's that's terrifying. Yeah, it was pretty creepy. <laughs> but he's able to overcome that, and he remembered the words that. And he's actually able to see the party of um, Kermit the Frog. So he's able to realize, I'm great by being myself. Yeah. I'm great. Um, Which, what a great message to send to kids, too. Right? You know, and I love that because, you know, I just came back from Disneyland. I was mm-hmm. with my, my second family, my best friend, and her whole extended family has just accepted me in as another daughter. And we'd be in the lines. And the five-year-olds would be a little bit nervous. There's two of them. And I'd just get down and I'd talk to them. And one thing I was telling them is, like, it's okay to be scared, but you need to be brave also. Yeah. You, you need to you need to take action, feel what you're feeling, but move forward because of what you're learning. And I, I think that's just kind of what it reminded me. It's okay to be afraid, but you gotta, you got to move forward. you got to do that. Yeah. And there's power in being yourself. There's power in being yourself. It's okay to be yourself. I didn't know that until I was 29, and my life is totally different now. Um, So I thought it was really cool. Like, I almost wish they would have pushed that theme earlier in the film a bit harder so that it it would have been more drawn out for the kids, you know? I look back now and I see it. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, Pepe just wants to be loved and has to be ripped out by. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Like, if they had Rizzo, what would Rizzo's fare be? Like, uh, probably not being able to find his jelly beans. I was thinking, I'm like, all I can think of is food. Like, <laughs> I'm creating scarcity. Drives the prices up. <laughs> all I can think is food. So maybe that's why Pepe, Pepe was in there. Yeah, uh, he probably does make a better a better choice for being taken in by the bride. Definitely. Uh, let me think. Uh, the pet cemetery, I would have liked to have a little bit more of that from yeah. the outside. And I felt like some of the, the cameos, mm. and this has been a, a longstanding thing for the Muppet show, for the Muppet movies, all mm-hmm. of them, cameos. Cameos are a huge part of that, right? Huge, 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 huge. There are some really big names in there that barely got a blink. Right? Yeah. Right? I was like, man, I'm like, I'm thrilled that you managed to get Pat Sajak to be a, a singing head, but... It's like three frames. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blink and you miss it. And like the CGA on it was kind of weird. Yeah. I, I think if you're doing... Although- like- Practical Muppety thing. I, they shouldn't. They should have been the Muppets. CGA as much. They should have been Muppets. Or you could have like, made a Pat Sajak Muppet. That would have been hilarious. I didn't even realize it was Sky Jackson as one of them until the the trailers start playing. Yeah, I'm like yeah. So I think those are some of the missed opportunities. But overall, I I thought it was pretty funny. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'd give it a B. Um, anything else deep diving to go in here before I get to pick your brain about Muppets in our next next segment? Hmm. hmm. Let me think about that. I think if we hadn't had Gonzo be the main way into the story, this would have been, I think, scarier for the littles. Right. Yeah. They can Part of the reason I think that it's probably okay for most smaller kids. And again, know your kid. If you had a kid like I was, Mm -hmm. she probably doesn't want to watch it. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Um, But for most kids, Gonzo was a way in to watch this and enjoy that fear without feeling like paralyzed by it. Right, because he wasn't afraid. I've never thought about that before, but that's kind of he's always been kind of the narrator bringing you in, mm-hmm. like as Charles what Dickens. Found, he was the Charles Dickens. He he in um, Treasure Island. He was the best friend that kind of mm-hmm. moved it along. And that's then so he crazy. gets his origin story in Muppets from Space, which I actually liked. Muppets Speaking from of space. themes about alone, right? Yeah, I never thought about that. Well, and it kind of leads into the next question. Which I think we should start our next segment on, which is. 
What do you want to see him tackle next and why? Great question. All right. We're, we're going to come back and talk about what we want to see the Muppets do next. Okay. Welcome back to Fan Effect. Uh, Kelly Ann Howerson here with my good friend Becky Bruce talking Muppets and Haunted Mansion. And we left on a bit of a cliffhanger. Uh, so we've been talking about the Muppet Haunted Mansion. And I want to know, what do you want to see the Muppets tackle next in a bigger production? Not just a short on Disney+, Plus, not just a YouTube video or a viral thing. What do you want to see them tackle? I think they would be fantastic with a full-length Halloween-type movie. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm not I don't think they should retell somebody else's story because they mm-hmm. do that very well. And they mm-hmm. have done that in the past. I think they should pick one of their own Ooh. and develop that. Um, I think this this shows that they have an audience that would appreciate it mm-hmm. and they'd be able to handle it in a way that was both funny and scary at the same time. And therefore kind of fulfill that Disney mission of entertaining without, you know. Yeah. Pushing you away. I like that. Do you see this as more of a modern telling version, kind of in in the vein of the new Muppet movies? Or it could, I honestly, I think you could go either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, maybe maybe you do kind of a Salem witch trial kind of thing with them. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> the Muppets do the Crucible. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hmm. So Kermit is the older man, and Piggy is the teenage girl. No. Okay. Never yeah, mind. That's never mind. That's Scratch much. that. We don't Scratch want to see that. hanged at the end of this either. Like, that's just... No, that got dark. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh... No, I was picturing something more along the... In the spirit of mm-hmm. Nightmare Before Christmas, but oh. Muppet style rather than Tim Burton style. I kind of love that. And I want to do... I'm, and I want to bring back a little bit of the romance between Piggy and, and Kermit again. Like, you don't see that in the modern stuff. I want to bring that again. Like, my, my love of those two together really came from Muppet Treasure Island. Like and they still the animosity and and kind of the against each other. She's Benjamina and everything. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> but they also loved each other and longed for each other. I, I wanna see a Hallmark Halloween funny Muppets. I think there we go. Pitching that. Take it Disney. Right. <laughs> Copyright Kellyanne and Becky. Kellyanne and Becky. Yep. Give us credit at the end. How about you? Do you have any oh. any long-fulfilled things you'd like to see the Muppets take on? My absolute favorite um, Muppets ones is when they take on a classic story, and they make it fun, they make it modern, they make it accessible. Treasure Island is actually one of my favorite books, classic books of all time, and it's mm-hmm. partially because of like my, my love of the Muppets version of it. Oh, I could see that. Definitely. So I would love for them to, to, to tackle a little bit more more of those, more of the, the classic literature type stuff. Do um, you have one in mind? Ooh. What about something like Secret Garden? I love Secret Garden, but it's been done too much. It has. Mm-hmm. But I could see the Muppets doing a really but good job with it. I could see the Muppets it. doing a really good job. Okay. So, so what's my favorites? Ordinary Princess, Jane Eyre. Um, Wuthering Heights would probably, again, be too dark. But right? They so might many be able to, so dark. Yeah, they might be able to do something fun with that. Who knows? So one thing's really cool is sometimes they can take these classical stories that are a little bit darker and make them more approachable for kids. Mm-hmm. So maybe taking something classic and wonderful with deep meaning like Les Miserables or um, Jane Eyre or something like that, um, just like Wishbone because I love Wishbone. Yeah. Uh, bringing that in and giving it a Muppet spin and a little bit of musical. And like I said before, it needs to have. Um, strong 
uh, Kermie and Piggy moments. <laughs> I love that. Oh, what do you think about something like an Anne of Green Gables, but <gasps> Pig yes. of Green Gables? Yes. Oh, I want to see the clash of red braids on that green skin. <laughs> that would be fantastic. But then I, I also love the the new Muppet movies, so it would be fun yeah. to see like where what happened to Mary and, and whatever. Mary, Gary, and... Mary, Gary, Walt. Walt. What happened to them? I want to see yeah, a little bit Where did they Walt. go after that? G- give me more of that. So that's definitely one. And if they tackle a ride again, I'd be very happy with almost anything. Like They'd have to do something like a Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Which um, has been done so heavily. It has. It has. But I feel like a lot of the other rides would be very hard to tell a story around. Yeah. They, they can kind of something with conflict um maybe like a whole mixed adventure of one like the old um sing-alongs where we go on each little ride but they have Muppet a little thing star wars Muppet star wars why didn't we say that in the first place i don't know but family guy has done it robot chicken has done it like every tv I, that's what i want change them in mind okay we need a star wars okay so obviously kermit is han solo piggy yes, is leia of course who is luke skywalker hmm could bring i love walt can we bring him in Maybe. Because we can draw in the younger. He's kind of has that vulnerability to him, finding his inner strength. Has to be something about him whistling Star Wars. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Old Ben, Uncle Sam. Yes. Yes. Who, who else? Who's uh, Chewbacca? Oh, Fozzie. Fozzie? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't sure if Wall for Rolf or. Sweetums, maybe. I love Sweetums. Because he doesn't really talk. Jack not name, Jack job. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Oh, my gosh. I love this. We need, might need to like, draw this all out. I love it. Um, okay, Waldorf and Statler. The hecklers. I probably just said that wrong again. Who would they be? Hmm. Hmm. Good question. They need to be some sort of Jedi ghost. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Yoda. Yoda. Or maybe you pull like a, a Marley and Marley type thing and they Marley are and Ben. Marley. Ooh, I do like that. So you that. have Kenobi and Kenobi. And they could be like teasing each other the whole time, which would be fantastic. Yeah, that could are be we, a lot of fun. Are we doing the, the classic trilogy, the original I, trilogy? Yeah, let's do four, five, six. Okay, I do like that. Because I think if you go prequels, now, now we've got too much going on. Yes, definitely way too much there. Yoda. Because it is a Muppet anyway. Well, it's Frank Oz. Yoda be Yoda? Yeah, Yoda. It's Frank Oz already. (laughs) I love this. (laughs) C-3PO, R2-D2. Oh, I love this. We're we're, going to have to, like, write this up some other place and put that down. Because we're not talking about Muppets. Ah! (laughs) Fandom schmandom. Fandom schmandom. Um, Student fandom. Why the Muppets? What has got them, not just from when you were a child, but to still love them today? I think they're like comfort food to me, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I grew up with them, and I kept going back to them. I mean, the Muppet Babies thing was absolutely a phenomenon when I was a kid, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were always there for me right. in a way that, like, you know, other things would change, and I could always go back to that. Now, I want you to picture roughly circa 1991. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a DVD player that didn't exist yet, or if it did, only rich people had it. Mm-hmm. So I have a VHS player and I own like eight movies. Mm-hmm. And one of the eight movies is the Muppet movie. Yes. So I would come home from school. I'm not joking. I was like in the eighth grade. I would come home from school and I would put on the Muppet movie and I would do my math homework. Yay. And it was like this total pattern for an entire year where I was just like not even really watching it, just kind of moving right along, you know, doing oh, my thing. The music in that one is so awesome. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And then as an adult, I've come back to it. I obviously, well, actually, I think I still have the VHS tape. That's another story. <laughs> I don't have a VCR anymore. But 
I think that's what it represents to me is it represents home and comfort mm-hmm. and and like you can't be unhappy with the Muppets, right? Oh, I love it. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like how Steve Martin says you can't be sad when you hear banjo music. You can't be unhappy when the Muppets are around. I love that. I, I think for me is this exploration of imagination no matter where it's at. And the concept of it's okay to parody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I love that. It's so much of my, my humor today is is joking and parody and, and puns and things like that. Um, for me, like my favorite growing up was probably, of course, my favorite Christmas film, Muppet Christmas Carol. But I love, love, love The Treasure Island. Mm-hmm. Um, some show we actually had the VHS of a sing-along, which pulled from the show and then made up its own pirate theme oh, song. Oh, my gosh. And, like, I'll start singing, I'm a little pirate, short and fat. Here's my eye patch. Here's my hat. One day I pulled the plug, the boat, it sank. It's why they made me cross the plank. Love it. Ingenious. Silly. That came from a Muppet sing-along. So it's just the, the idea that you can take imagine and characters and bring out whatever you want from them and still have these good stories and friendships that keep. Like, I, the first time I saw the new Muppets movies, um, I was heartbroken that they had kind of broken up. I'm like, no, you can't. You can't do that. They, right. they need to be together. They're the Muppets. So it's it's just something wonderful and, and magic for me. And, you know, do, do you have a favorite Muppets skit, show? Oh, that would be like trying to pick one of my children. Fortunately, <laughs> I only have one kid. Okay. Um, I mean, I, the Muppet movie itself, I don't mm-hmm. think you can top. In no. terms of the Muppet show itself... Um, I don't think it gets any better than Pigs in Space. Pigs in Space. Yeah, I, I that I, for whatever reason that always stuck with me. Um, in terms of other things, <sighs> so tough to pick. Of the more modern stuff, I think I have to go Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's a better Scrooge out there than Michael Caine. There really isn't. He is and just that character. He's really good at it. Uh-huh. Um, and and that speaks to, you know, how the Muppets have always kind of incorporated those really smart guest cameos, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes in a larger part and sometimes in a smaller part. But, you know, one of the best parts of the original Muppet movie is the Steve Martin waiter bit. <laughs> I was just like thinking about that. Would you like to smell the bottle cap? <laughs> I mean, like, it's just... Excellent choice, sir. <laughs> it's comic genius. And it, what a great casting choice for them to incorporate him. And I, it, there's just, how do you pick just one? Is there, okay, so people who are lesser into the world of Muppets, is there one you would suggest that's lesser known for them to go hunt down and see? I think people would be surprised at Muppets from Space. It didn't really do great in the theaters, mm-hmm. um, but I thought as a Muppet story standalone, you yeah. don't have to know a lot about their world to appreciate that movie. It has a fantastic soundtrack, mm-hmm. and you get a cool origin story for Gonzo, who otherwise we don't really know much about. Mm-hmm. He's just a whatever for right. for the rest of it all. And, you know, anytime we got Gonzo seeking family, I'm, I'm happy with yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Plus, there's, you know, it's sci-fi, too. So if, if, if you're like, I don't like Muppets, but, but you're like, oh, I love sci-fi. Bring it in. Muppets from space. And there's something about a good Muppets villain that is just fantastic. There are these over-the-top type ones. And from, from that one, um, as well as, you know, the new Muppet movies, like, the villains are pretty awesome, too. So there, mm-hmm. there's there's something really great about the Muppets there. Um, and I think they've just always done a really good job of having something that is entertaining for little kids, but also parents. Right. And it's not too filthy. It's, you don't no, like, you like, don't you can watch little, it together. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fun. 
It's expressive. I just love Jim Henson. I watched mm-hmm. that documentary on not that long ago. That was just fantastic. You know, the fact that he just wanted to bring creativity and, you know, speak to children and, and adults at the same time. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, anything else, Muppet, to share before we close up today? You can never go wrong by following Kermit's life advice. He's just a great role model for everybody everywhere. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today. Can um, you let our listeners know a little bit more about where they can find more of your content, um, what projects you're working on? Yeah. So I uh, work at KSL News Radio. I do a lot of work for our website. Unfortunately, not a lot of it has anything to do with Muppets. Mm. Um, I cover a lot of court cases and I do a lot of, you know, nerdy digging stuff on, mm-hmm. on COVID-19 numbers and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff like that. But if you go to kslnewsradio.com, You'll see my byline there. It's just Becky Bruce, and I'm happy to help you find out what you need to know. And she has an awesome podcast, Hope and Darkness. That was out last year. It was pretty big. Yeah, thank you. I, yeah. I always I was, forget to tell people hinting. about that. I was that. hinting. It was yeah, so you were trying. <laughs> um, Josh Holt was a Utah man who was stuck in a Venezuelan prison for almost two years, um, unfairly, on completely yeah, made-up yeah. charges. And um, his story of how he managed to finally get his freedom is honestly incredible it is phenomenal i i listened to the whole thing within like two days because i had moved into the podcast area and like i'm gonna listen to everything and boop, one big gulp it was so good all right so you can find her there thank you thank you for joining us today i'm so excited we finally got to talk muppets and we needed to develop our star wars muppet script i think i think disney will pay us some good money there for go. this one and i think andy would even be be willing to to join in on that because he is the star star wars expert yes <laughs> And thank you guys for listening to this episode of Fan Effect, a KSL News Radio podcast. Beyond sci-fi, fantasy, gaming, and tech, we are excited to share with you our knowledge and often arguments on everything pop culture and fandom. Based in the beautiful Beehive State, Fan Effect celebrates Utah's unique fan culture, and we are excited to bring you local guests that feel the same way. I'm your host, Kellyanne Halverson. My co-host, Andy Farnsworth, wasn't able to join us today, uh, but... We like him. <laughs> Listen regularly on your favorite platform, kslnewsradio.com, kslpodcast.com, or on the KSL News Radio app. Do you have a fun idea or local fan culture topic you'd like us to explore? Let us know, messaging our Facebook page at Fan Effect Show, where you can also get the latest nerdly updates and join the conversation. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fan Effect Show. And just thanks again for listening. We hope to have you back here real soon for another episode of Fan Effect. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.